welcome back. Now, if you've been listening to the show over the past few days, you'll know that I've been chatting to some truly remarkable women every day here on Classic Lunch, proudly brought to you by First for Women Insurance. And I'm very, very excited about today's guest because not only is she one of the most dynamic women that I know and a true South African legend, but she's also a very, very dear friend of mine. And I'm talking about the one and only PJ Powers. And guess what? She's on the line right now. Hello, PJ. Welcome to Classic Lunch. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you, my friend, very much. Now, PJ, first things first. When did you realize you had this incredible gift as a singer? Was there something specific that led to your decision to make a career out of it? How did it, how did it start? You know, Carolyn, I don't remember ever having wanted to be or do anything else. At the age of five, I was asking my sister to interview me because in my head, I was a famous singer. Um, <laughs> and she interviewed me on those small little tape recorders. I just remember that I had a, a great influence in my life was, I think as a lot of us had, was, was a nanny called Lillian Kumalo. And Lillian used to play the click song for me when I was little. And mm -hmm. I remember loving the click song. I remember loving all of that sort of the rhythm. And I just remember thinking, I think this is what I want to do. I want to be. But as I say, my memory doesn't go back to further than, and there wasn't one specific thing. I just am one of those incredibly fortunate people that knew at the age of five what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. So I had, a, I had the light to follow right from my early years. There's never any confusion, which is, in itself is a blessing. Absolutely. Now, you know, the music industry, as, as, as we all know, is a very difficult industry to get into. And um, did you come across any stumbling blocks along the way to get to where you are today? You know, my trajectory, my trajectory sorry, big word, <laughs> in the music industry is one that I think I was my own worst enemy. When I think about it, I didn't have great obstacles. Put it this way, I certainly don't think I had the obstacles that some women wanting to go into the music industry had in this country. I was pretty blinkered and a bit like, a, to use my father's phrase, a bull in a china shop. It broke for me very, very young. I was 20 when I had my first hit and performed in Soweto with a song called You're So Good To Me. So those obstacles, I don't have the knowledge of those typical obstacles that I've read about and that I've experienced with my fellow, with my colleagues and that kind of thing. But what I did was when I say I was my own worst enemy, my size and my weight was my biggest obstacle coming to terms. And still, I must say, it lingers coming to terms with that I wasn't this ingenue, that I wasn't this Kylie Minogue size, and I didn't have, I wasn't the right height, I felt. I wasn't the right weight. And I think that I was majorly, major, and that was a huge hindrance for me. In my early career, I loathed the camera, and I, I was terrified mm -hmm. of it. You know, it sounds superficial, but it had a, a it, it really had a deep-rooted, psychological effect on what I thought of myself because of what a standard industry norm expected, you know, in those days. But you've become more accepting of your, yourself now. I mean, you've lost a lot of weight over the years. Yes, I have. I've lost a lot of weight over the years. And I think that I am. I finally have owned the fact that I'm almost six foot. I finally, you know, I mean, I, I have for the last, you know, 20 years odd. 
I've kind of, it's, it's worked as a huge, what I didn't realize is I created this huge stumbling block for myself. And actually, when I came to terms with it, I realized what a plus, what an incredibly bonus it was to be my size, actually, because it gave me a load of presence. It's helped you be the powerhouse that you are. I mean, your, your height is remarkable. Yes, and that I couldn't see that as, as a youngster. But I, I have in my, in my wisdom, as we all do as we get older, we start to embrace that very thing that repelled us when we were young. PJ, we're living in very interesting times at the moment, not only here in South Africa, but all around the world. How are you coping during the lockdown? Because it's really affected the entertainment industry, hasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's all but wiped out the, the, the music industry. And now what's happened is people have got virtual fatigue. I know I have virtual fatigue. You know, I don't think people want to see their singers sitting in a sort of writing a song constantly. You know, it's fine for a one-off. And, I mean, I loved doing when you when you hosted that beautiful soiree. That was lovely. And that's the only one I've done because because it was, you know, sort of done tastefully. And I don't think you can do too many of them because they're just, um, as I said, people have got virtual fatigue. Uh, so apropos what I, I mean, I'm just coming out of a flat spin and quite a, a frightening, a, a very frightening period in my life because, you know, it's not, it's not all about the financial implications, of, although they play a huge role. It's not only those implications. It's, I feel as if somebody reached in and has kind of taken a scoop out of my soul. Um, and there mm. is a hole there because I don't only love singing and love performing and love using my voice on the different platforms, which, of course, I can still do. I need to. I need. That is my fuel. So mm. I think the word running on empty has applied to me. The first four months definitely applied to me. I'm now, I'm, I'm seeing a turnaround and having more faith in the unknown and trying to embrace the unknown because none of us know. But in terms of the music industry, it's a scary place. And, you know, everybody's full of, oh, I'm going to re- use this time to reinvent myself. I think that's quite trite, you know. I think it's difficult <laughs> to reinvent well, That's what I, I'm trying to do that, <laughs> trying anything in the book well, right you're now. You're doing it very successfully, but you always will. But you, you're doing it very, very successfully, you know, and you, you are blessed with that, and, and you're brilliant on this medium, this radio medium, which, of course, hasn't been affected because it's quite a... Uh, an isolated industry anyway. But my performance, you know, I've, I've done some of these camera work and to sing to a piece of black glass doesn't blow the wind up my skirt, I must be perfectly mm, honest. Mm, mm. <laughs> it doesn't. PJ, you are a very inspirational woman um, and people look up to you. I mean, I look up to you. I look at your achievements, you. everything that you've accomplished. When I see you on stage, it's just, you are phenomenal. Um, and I know that people listening right now feel the same, but tell me, which so. fearless woman inspires PJ Powers? A woman with an A. That's a difficult <laughs> one in South Africa because there are so many. I mean, you yourself are incredibly inspired, and you know that I think that you're an incredible inspiration to, to all of us. Um, there are so many inspirational women. There really, really are. Um, to single out one, I mean, I could single out a few, but to single out one, I think, would be negligent of me. In terms of artists, who, as a young girl, who did you look up to? Oh, in terms of inspirational women, um, I mean, at, I, I was reading an article and watched a, something on television about these women called the Black Mambas in uh, the Kruger mm -hmm. National Park. And these are women that have gotten together and they patrol on foot. 
around the Kruger National Park to ensure the protection of, of the South African rhino. Now that really, you know, but, but besides the sort of obvious Wendy Lahabi, Tuli Madonsela, those kind of like the black mambas, I, I, when I, I thought, wow! And you know, that's one of hundreds and thousands of stories of women that are just ordinary women doing, well, they're not ordinary, doing extraordinary, they're extraordinary women. And then, of course, my colleague, Yvonne Chaka Chaka, I mean, I look at Yvonne and I think to myself, it's not just her musical talent. In, in fact, it's the other things that she has done and achieved in her life that have really made me have huge respect for her. She's gone from being a domestic worker's daughter to being on the top 10 influential women in South Africa on Forbes's, mm. on the Forbes, yeah. That is an amazing, if you look at that line of, of determination and fearlessness and belief in yourself, it is something to be reckoned with. It really is. PJ, it's Women's Month here in South Africa. And we spoke to Robin Farrell the other day, the CEO of First for Women, who was yeah, saying that, you know, there's hardly a day that goes by when we do not hear of another terrible case of gender-based violence in our country. Yeah. How do you think we can address this problem and solve it? Can we solve it? I'm an optimist. Yes, we can. I agree. I mean, what is going on is just, it's just not on. Actually, there are no big words for it. It's just not on. There's been an enormous increase, and I'm horrified. I'm horrified. Of, you know, the, the deed is bad enough, but the viciousness and the violence and the, and the torture and the, and the hanging and slitting of throats, I mean, the nature mm. of, of how these people are going about doing this to women is pure unadulterated hatred. It's misogyny at its absolute, at its highest. And however, having said that, I think that Sora Ramaphosa and some of the people in the top government positions have already starting to cotton on to this. And they're really starting to take the bull by the horns and, and speak out. And there are the naysayers that will say, ah, it's too much, too late, and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, when you start something, you've got to start somewhere. And I do mm -hmm. agree that it's late in the day. It's globally, it's late in the day for having women's voices heard. But I do believe that whilst COVID has been a treacherous time for, for everybody, but in particular women and gender-based violence, it's also been a time where I've seen the, 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 the resurgence of, of, of huge, I mean, if you look at the BLM movement, if you see, people have got time, I think, now to sit up and actually really notice we're not all so busy with our lives that it's just a flick of a newspaper or a news flash. We've got this time to absorb now. And I think that Ramaphosa has been amazing in bringing this to the fore. And I think if he continues to, and he definitely leads by example, as you know, our previous president did not. And um, so we, we have an, a great example at the head. We have, we have some strong, good, powerful women in the country. So I think we're on the right track. I think the gender-based violence, the activism around it, but we just need to support these people in their... Mm. Um, you know, Sophie the Brain could not have marched in 56 and made an impact on her own. You know, whilst she was, she led that march to Pretoria, she had hundreds and thousands of women behind her. And that's what I think our job is, is to support these platforms and to make them, it, to be, for them to be in your face. 
You know, I will definitely be amongst some women who storm into the super sports studios on a Saturday afternoon when the entire nation of men are looking at super sport and we make a stand. I'll be with those people when they do it. I'll join you. PJ, (laughs) we're a music station, so time for a piece of music. And you've selected a very special song of yours for us to listen to, which you recorded in 1995. It's called yes. Woman of Africa. Tell us a, a bit about it. Woman of Africa is a song it's exactly inspired by the conversation we've just had. It, it, women have always, it's not a new thing, been the backbone of, of the country. They've been the people that have worked while their husbands have disappeared. They've been the people, they've been the thread, the steel thread that has held the communities in various different areas, impoverished areas and wealthy areas. They have been the steel thread, in my opinion, that holds the country to ransom and also holds the country intact. And that's what inspired you know, women of Africa are strong. You know, you strike the woman, you strike the rock. And it's something I heard very young in my life. And yes, it inspired the song. Great. Here's PJ Powers with Woman of Africa. That was PJ Powers singing Woman of Africa. And I have to say, I love that. And PJ is my guest on the show today as part of my series of interviews this month with phenomenal women. And she certainly is that, a phenomenal woman. Tell me, PJ, if you could go back in time quickly with, of course, the benefit of hindsight, what would you tell your younger self now? <laughs> a whole lot of <laughs> at time. Um, hindsight, what a great science. I think the most important thing, I think I would be less fearful and I would trust my gut. And I um, very often I've ignored that in a little voice. And um, that's the one that's always been right. And... Uh, I've kind of shot, I would slow down and cherish the moments and try to absorb what's happening, you know. I kind of shot mm. through my life like a comet, you know. So, you know, I won an award and I threw it over my shoulder and wanted the next one. And um, I, would, I would go slower now. PJ, we're almost out of time, but before you go, if you had just one piece of advice for the women of South Africa, what would that be? Find even more so than today. We have to continue to climb in our quest for a united female South Africa. A a united women's world is what we, and all I can say is that any tiny little thing you can do to help a sister or tell a story about a sister or be of assistance to a sister, that is our job to do on this planet at this point in time as women. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today, PJ. It's been great chatting to you and I hope we get to catch up with each other in person soon and spend some time in the pool again when life hopefully starts getting back to normal again. Fantastic, Carolyn. Thank you very much. and Thanks for a great, great show and the fantastic woman you're going to interview this month. Thanks so much. That was South African singer and legend PJ Powers.